Is a five inch penis too small or does penis size well and truly matter? Now, this is not going to be your stereotypical video that's going to be judging you. This is actually a very healing video, so stay tuned right to the end. Welcome back to the channel. Here for emotional healing, for relational healing, and to help you have a bit more security in yourself. Many men out there may feel inadequate, that they don't measure up to what they see on billboards or their latest porn video. And again, cutting porn out was probably the best thing for me to retain not only my erotic rationality for my partner to see my partner as the most beautiful thing on the planet and to not get caught up in desiring unattainable ideals that are just impossible that are primarily 0.0001% genetics and when we measure up to something that's unscrupulous unimaginable we know no wonder make ourselves feel weak inferior or small especially as a man who definitely deals on a subconscious level on the dominance hierarchy. We measure ourselves up against other men. And if we feel like we're smaller, then evidently we're going to be less confident and likely less competent in the things that we end up doing in our world. Today, I had a job where they wanted a model to model and underwear, which were slightly revealing. You know, those budgie smugglers that look like Speedos. So you've got your package on show. Interestingly, they wanted a model with a big package. And I said, why? And they said, well, it gets more clicks, it's more marketable, it makes more sales. And so already the devil's advocate is showing itself. The package was nice. It was the good to be true, but not too good to be true. It's the way the devil hides itself and manipulates you to feel like you've got a deal. And so I bit the snare, I ate the carrot, and I was the naive little donkey going into a negotiation which I'll never win. Why? Because they wanted someone with an elephant trunk, and I'm afraid I'm punching below that weight. There was a bit of to and fro. She said, let's do a video call. Show me in your underwear. And I went, okay, let's do it. The lady goes, oh, can you fold up the, the boxers for us? Can you just fold it up a little bit more? All the way to the point, my V section, my V taper is showing. And I've gone, come on, love, if you go any further, you know, you're not going to have a sight you want to see. But she still persisted. She said, can you really show me with a new color of underwear that's more revealing? Show us your bulge. And so I've gone, gone and done so. And she says, is it sleeping? And to this point, I've gone, it really made me measure it up. I've gone, oh my God. She's really made me feel inadequate, feel small. She sent me a couple of examples online to say, you must, you know, can you do it like this? And the person was relatively average. And I've gone, yeah, like I'm about that size, you know, and texture and posture and substance. And so I've shown her what, what I'm truly about. I've gone vulnerable. I've taken the leaf away from my pelvis as Adam would do. But the reality is I never measured up. They didn't choose me. They didn't feel like I was part of their marketing material. And that made me feel really hurt. There was a moment during that call that I thought, Josh, you're getting yourself into hurt and humiliation that you once felt in the past. And I used to live in a lad culture, which predicated itself on size equals power size or more equals better and better and power equals more opportunity a higher dose of serotonin in the neurochemical waves a place to feel like you can be successful a place where you're admired and respected and this is what men really truly desire however our tainted ideals via the marketing that's being spewed to us which is the devil in a cloak to the very broken systems and cultures which are bringing up our new generations of boys into men. The idea that we must be strong, bigger, and better 
in order to be worthy or enough. This replayed itself in my head when she said, oh, you're sleeping, it's not awake yet. You're not enough for our marketing campaign. And this reminded me exactly when I was about 19 years old and I was amongst my mates in a football locker room and everyone was sizing each other up. You know, everyone got the banter. You know, if you had a, a longer dick than the other person next door, you would, ha you would be ridiculed. You know, you'd be bantered and you have to humor it. And so I survived all the way through the, the lad culture and the boyhood. But then it gets worse when women come into the mix. Women who I was talking to during this set, during this modeling opportunity, that's what hurt. Because interestingly, you as a romantic partner or the feminine is a boy's mother at the age of zero to two, where we're creating our attachment style, whether anxious or avoidant. But we look at women as a source of the divine feminine, of the very model that was meant to be there for when we wanted to feel security, when we wanted mum to respond to us if we were crying, we wanted to be comforted there and there. And when we're attacked with ridicule or judgment or being sized up to unrealistic ideals by women especially, we're gonna feel absolutely tiny. And in that position, we have two responses. The first one is Viking, we blow up, we lash out. And during the situation where I was on that video call, I felt this fuel coming through my gut. And this is a great feeling. This is anger. This is resentment. And it's a communication mechanism of your body and your intuition to say, man, something's being breached here. Something doesn't feel right. And anger in the right way is saying, hey, we're misaligned. Let's move on. Um, maybe this isn't a good opportunity. And which I did, luckily. You know, I moved on. I thought, I've never done this or been sized up by other brands or companies ever before. And so they're out there waiting for me. I moved on. Um, even though the money is seductive and the deal that they were going to make with me was very seductive and admirable or desirable, I still said the best is yet to come internally. In, with that anger, if it's not projected in a healthy way or it's not integrated, we can become controlling tyrants of our external world. The things we feel out of control of, we try and control and compartmentalize. It's just like the idea if we're in a, a relationship, we don't want our partner to go into that dancing class. We don't want them to wear slightly revealing things in the gym because we want to control how they're perceived by the world because we felt so humiliated when we were out of control. So ideally, we eliminate these tainted projections were irrational. This is not reality. If we can eliminate those stories, then we're better off being aligned to respecting relationships and that the anger is productive. It's protecting things we love, which is hopefully ourselves and seeing ourselves with that compassion that we're worthy of fighting for ourselves and worthy of better having that internal dialogue. Then the second response we can have is victim, where we shut down, we shut off. We become the very easy prey, the target, where we roll on our back and we're so submissive to abusers, to tyrants, to those controllers or manipulators who actually have the idea that they are rightfully rightful in doing so. Their devil's play is like, well, they're allowing it to be so easy, so I'm going to carry on and manipulate and get the most I can out of this person. They have no remorse. There's no guilt complexes working in their system. They think they're rightful for taking advantage of others because the others can't see the play that's happening right before their own eyes. And so luckily I've come out a victim. I used to play this role very, very often where I'd shut down. I escaped my body. I didn't really know how to respond to the aggressors in my external world. And I just wanted to run away. I shut down. I created a little story inside of my head, which was paralysis. It was like, you're not enough. Your anxiety is wrong. 
um, you just should just do as they say because you'll be a smaller target and therefore protect you in this way. But standing my sacred ground, which I now learn as a mature adult, is the best way to do this, is taking a breath, channeling the anger, and understanding that the people you're maybe dealing with are those that aren't sensitive. And for those who are empathic and sensitive, must find relationships, especially romantically, with those who meet our hurt, or us in those most hurt moments of humiliation or rejection or not enoughness or inadequacy, with the most compassion, empathy, they love you, each, every corner of you, especially the size of your penis. Now, boundaries is a cliche. We can shut people off in the quadrant of elimination. We can say, is this business agreement or this relationship we've got, is it worth our time? Is it worth our energy? Are we really getting anything from this? We have to always have this dialogue in our head because we, we are striving for progress, growth, and evolution. If those people aren't on that path with you, which is the, the top right quadrant, who want the best for you, and don't drain you, or do you have you do things that are out of guilt, out of pleasing mode, then you, you've got great friendships or great relationships here who love you for your vulnerability. But those in the bottom left corner who are just draining you, who use you, who constantly over time are showing you with their attitudes, their behavioral patterns, that they're not respectful of you, and they don't treat your vulnerability with the most utmost respect, and they haven't earned that, and they've just gone against you in so many shapes and forms, it's time to cut them off. It's eliminate. It's not even delegate. It's trying to find a new people who will help you heal. And now I've done that many a time in my life. I've gone out to America with camp coaching and some really wholesome travel-minded people who are beautiful people who helped me heal that wound around group dynamics, around masculine dynamics, that you are not just the size of your bloody penis, but you are your personality. You are your heart. And that was beautiful. I remember receiving a note when I went to Bali with my first cohort of interns and they said, your heart is your greatest asset. I worked with some wholesome therapists when I was at uni and they continually perpetuated that narrative that I started to believe and internalize and started to shrug off all these external things that I felt I, like I was meant to be in order to be a better man or a more attractive man. So try and align yourself to people who really see your internal traits. That's absolute key. And the idea that you have such self-compassion of yourself and that you're not scrutinizing your greatest weaknesses and inadequacies that are likely measuring up to a comparison that's flawed already to an external world that sometimes and most certainly always works on this idea of aesthetic, works in this very hypervigilant, insecure world to keep you in the shallow depths of what relationships can be in our modern world. You need to feel insecure because why if you've, you're insecure right now, that, that those boxers or these surgery pills, they're always predicated on bridging the gap of creating a, manufacturing a problem that doesn't need to exist. They think the solution is here. And really manipulative marketers will make you feel that you're not enough now. And so they'll scratch the itch and make you feel that you need to take these diet pills or this fucking dick enlargement because you're not enough yet. You know? You know, so some of them could actually, you know, grow your, your bits that long. I wish. This is the, the bridge that they're love. They love. Because the bigger the bridge, the more beautiful, the more urgency they can create within you, the more inadequacy they can itch for you to buy their product to solve the solution. And we work in that world very commonly. So you have that discernment when you're watching or consuming any idea or marketing ideas from, from the real world, from people who 
are trying to get something out of you, discern. Really love yourself. Find human beings in your world, especially loved ones, who are going to create a secure container. As I said before, your partner is essentially that parental figure in your mind. And that's, that's an unconscious relationship. They didn't want to parent your inner child. You must parent your own inner child as a boy. You must see what he loves. Love your penis. Speak with it with, with love. Touch it. And speak to it and affirm it that it is enough. You love him and you will stand by him. <laughs> it might sound a bit weird, but that's a healing mechanism to feel like you're not on this podium of judgment. Our culture in a nutshell of how we rate each other based on appearance. Now, here's the video. Hi, I'm Maddie. Nice to meet you. Who you rate him? An 8.5. An 8.5. Who you rate her, that's, that's standard. That's safe. She's a 7. Oh, man. A 7? Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> See, so he's the wounded masculine. He's undercut her on the rating. And he's probably likely fearing ridicule. That's the, the shutdown response of men. I'm going to get back at you. I'm going to be the tyrant, the controller. I'm going to push you back. Don't get too close. And when we rate each other on this appearance scale, we're keeping each other at arm's length for emotional connection. We're saying, don't get too close because I can shut you down pretty quick. We'll get into that real instinctual space of judgment, which is, has no room for depth. There's no safety in judgment. It's just ridicule, gossip, critique. And that is a recipe for explosion or shutting down again. And he's just done that. And I, I, I'm sick. Every time I see our modern day society in our millennial or Gen Z realm, we rate each other based on our appearance. And it's so, so 2D. It's so shallow. But it's there for a reason. If somebody does that to you, just understand they're operating from a belief set, a paradigm that they're in a hypervigilant state to protect themselves from truly meeting you with vulnerability and unraveling those layers. And if you are judged by the size of your penis, it's exactly the same issue. Is that that person hasn't truly felt secure about their own physical appearance, or they've been really hurt, rejected, abandoned, not loved in the past, and not spoken to lovingly. So this is their little shutdown response and attacking you back. And of course, she, you know, is turning into a bit of a boxing match, which is no good. For anyone. And while there's messages out there by male influencers who say you must have a Bugatti to feel worthy, or that you must work on your job or success or your business first before you get love, or that you must have a certain financial outcome for you to feel like you're relationally ready, I can absolutely destroy that myth today. I was at my most financial low when I met my wife. I, of course, am not the top of the dominance hierarchy when it comes to penis size, yet she still loves me through and through. I feel fucking sorry for people who live in that paradigm. I really do. Because you're living out of approval, absolute approval, that in order to feel or attain something, you must have something in the equation first. It's conditional. It's, not, it's conditional love we're looking for there. Whereas there is an element of unconditional love with standards. The idea that someone doesn't expect you to be a certain size or things out of your control in order for, the, for you to then attain them. In essence, we take this hypervigilant idea when we're in paralysis or we're in unworthiness in that state. And I feel you, man. I, I felt anxious depression for years. But as soon as you realize you are human and you integrate things that actually women tend to do easily, which is see your emotional story, see where anger is not being projected in the right way, see where anger can actually set better boundaries for you. See where your inner child is being unseen, loving him. That this adult world where the devil tends to creep in, 
where the reality starts to fucking show, that the little boy in you is always there. And the more we try and push him away by doing more adult things or um, disregarding our own purity, the more we disconnect from our little sensitivity. And that sensitivity is extremely important because that is what lots of women are looking for. That compassionate strand of you, which you've learned to shut the fuck off because you may have had tyrannical parents or father figures that were just so shut off from their own emotions and made you feel scared about feeling your emotional spectrum, makes you feel small or feel wrong for feeling a certain way. So embrace all those feelings because they're actually an amazing thing. The more safe you feel with emotions, the more safe your partner will feel with you. And ideally, you're on this absolute trajectory towards creating a secure container of a relationship from within because you'll create that inside of your actual relationship. And the reality that those that are spewing this narrative that you need Bugattis to feel right, that you need more women on your lap to feel like a proper man, absolute bullshit. A real man loves to commit, loves to decide, loves to cut off paths that don't feel very aligned or good that don't bring out your healthy masculine, that don't bring out that meaningful drive for purpose, that bring out that tribal feeling of protecting a family, preserving what you've got in front of you and being grateful for what you've achieved in your life so far. And again, trying to re-narrate the idea of achievements, that achievements aren't the things you accumulate, but essentially the being you're becoming and the meaning in which you're creating in your life, the richness of your meaning is a beautiful signal of how successful you're being. So you are fragile as a man and accept that fact. Some may be more shut off than others and some may be more genetically predisposed to be more industrious or avoidant because they are quite useful in a tribal mechanic who was probably needing to go to war, who was needing to unemotionally hunt deer. Whereas you in the tribal setting as a more empathic male might be the more wise elder or the healer or the wise counsel. That may be your role. So you're not needing to fit in on the front line of the battlefield. Acknowledge that you may be a different male, that you may not line up with this dominant hierarchy and this shallow depth way of living. And it's okay that they're doing that too. I don't want to ridicule everyone here. That there's a place for everything in our world, good and bad. And this is the perspective we need to really see the richness in empathy and good people. We need evil to exist. So accept those human laws. But just know that you must find places of belonging that accept you, that see you with compassion, and a beautiful healing mechanism in any relationship now to feeling sized up is cock worship, is that your partner really worships you. You're beyond the size of your penis, sure, but she loves you. She loves you for it. She speaks with affirmation to your bits and bobs, your package, your crown jewels. They're valuable, man. You create that narrative first. You experiment and connect with your partner to say, hey, let's Let's go into this kind of cock worship idea. And I can assure you, when your woman loves the parts of you that were once ridiculed or you feel measure up or feel inadequate, you will feel so enough that real love really comes through. Now, I hope this video helped. Please do comment below if it has. And I know this is a common taboo that's never really spoken about on YouTube, but I really hope it helps you feel less alone and that honestly, you are far more than average and that you're far more than your physical appearance. I'm sending you lots of love. Please do like, subscribe, and share this with a mate, a male, or whatever on your Facebook feed. This is not too, you know, cringe to your grandparents that you might see something like a thumbnail with a big eggplant on it, whatever. But just know you're not alone. And if you want to sign up to my masterclass, again, it says it's for women, but it can be equally for men too. It's down in the description below, and I'll see you on the inside. Much love from me to you. Have a beautiful day.